Welcome to the Creative Genius Captivated podcast. My name is Yiqing Zhao, a miserable medical student turned award-winning actor, filmmaker, and creativity coach. While my name literally means artistic youth in Chinese, it took me almost a decade to find my calling and path. I help multi-hyphenates overcome burnout, unleash their creativity, and become unstoppable using mindset and customized strategies. Let's dive in. Hey, this summer, in addition to my regular three months and six months coaching packages, I am offering a very limited amount of pay what you can one-off sessions to artists only. So, if you are an artist looking to get to the next level but need some extra support, please hit me up. Subject to my availability, and of course, first come, first served. But I would love to support you. So, do not miss it. Send me an email. Y I Q I N G Z H A O coaching at gmail dot com, and we'll make it happen. Hi, everybody. This is Yiqing, and I'm recording this on July first. And what's ahead of us is the July fourth holiday weekend. And I don't really have any plans except for declutter my house, unwind, and write. Write, write, write. I love writing. I hate writing. I love writing. I hate writing. That's the dynamic. I am having my afternoon coffee, which is a decaf. It's a decaf latte that I made, and it says forty nine percent feminist and fifty one percent badass. Oh my gosh, I just love that slogan. I just love it so much. This is exactly me. Okay, so today I would love to talk about imposter syndrome, trauma, and celebration. I know this is such a loaded topic, and I've given speeches about it. And actually, I am going to make a program about imposter syndrome and artists and entrepreneurs. That's something I will do in the future, but not now. Now, I'm just gonna give you my two cents about how to deal with imposter syndrome. I think the root of it is actually probably just our our childhood trauma. And where does trauma come from? Now, I'm not talking about Severe physical emotional abuse, right? I'm not talking about that kind of trauma. I'm talking about for a lot of us, it really comes from that we did something, and our parents think that we did it wrong, or that it was not good enough, or there was something wrong with us. And because they probably lashed out at us, they probably yelled, they probably you know expressed their anger, dissatisfaction whatsoever. So we thought there was something wrong with us. That's one thing. We thought the external is linked to internal. That's where that's what trauma is for a lot of us. Another thing about this is that we are always looking at the hanging bar. That's where trauma is. For me personally, every time when I was a kid, every time I got, for example, a ninety-eight out of a hundred, my dad would say, "Where did the two points go?" So he was looking at the missing points. And he refused to look at the ninety-eight points that I gained. And I think, my friends, this is why our childhood trauma shaped our imposter syndrome as we stepped into adulthood. And the reason why I say I have a slight unconventional approach to this is because I don't really want you to think about how to deal with it, because the word "deal with something." Gives you that kind of feeling of I have to do it. This is something bad. When the 
root is that there's so much negative emotion around certain things. We don't need more of that. We don't need to deal with any of it. My unconventional approach is to first look at it, second, study it, and third, celebrate it. That's my three-step approach to quote-unquote deal with imposter syndrome, or let me paraphrase it, to embrace imposter syndrome. Before I dive into the look at it, study it, and celebrate it, I want you to think about this. The term imposter syndrome, how did it come about? Someone made it up. I don't know who made it up. I can probably do some research, but someone made it up. What if we decide this term should not be called imposter syndrome? What if we decide that this term can be called growth discomfort or unresolved trauma or growing out of my container or some natural human stuff, whatever that is? I'm just making things up, okay? which is what I do for a living anyway, right? As a writer, as a creative, I make things up. The reason why I mentioned this is because how you name something really sets the tone of how this thing affects you. And when you look at imposter syndrome, imposter, it's a fraud. There's a lot of negative, you know, connotation in that word. Syndrome, syndrome is a group of symptoms. It's like it's, you're sick. There are symptoms. There's also, you know, negativity around it. So what if we just decide that is a part of the human evolution? Because we all want to be better and there's always the moving bar. It's part of a human evolution. You can also think of it as about, uh, think of it as it's part of the human flaw because we don't get many validation. But what if we don't need the validation? to get rid of imposter syndrome. We don't need it. What if that's the way, right? So I want you to think about a lot of the what ifs. I think what if is a really powerful phrase for you to deal with things like imposter syndrome and trauma, which is pretty much the same thing in a lot of ways. What if, what if I can live with it? What if I, it doesn't have to be this way. What if it's just part of who I am? What if, I can still perform and function to the best of my ability and live with it. What if? When you open your thoughts, your mind up to the what if, you're opening up yourself up to possibilities. That is the very first thing that I would like to address before getting into the nitty gritty of this issue. First, you've got to be open to possibilities. You've got to ask yourself those what if questions. Now, let's talk about how we look at it. I already talked about it. What if it's just part of human evolution? If we decide it's human evolution, at least in our mind, we can train ourselves to believe that's just human evolution. If we decide it's just part of being an imperfect, flawed human being, that's just part of it. We already made a decision that it is. Because again, these are all things in our mind. Since they are in our mind, we have the right to decide what we choose to think of it. So if we just look at imposter syndrome as that, or we look at imposter syndrome as growth discomfort, and this, the growth discomfort part is especially, especially helpful for artists and entrepreneurs because we are always growing. Actually, everybody, we should always be growing because that's just change is the only unchanged thing in the life is change. Change is constant, right? So what if we just see that as 
the growth discomfort. And when you really look at it that way, it's not too much different from breaking into a pair of new shoes. It's uncomfortable. But that's because it's a pair of new shoes. Anything new when you get into it, it's going to be, you know, there's a, an adjustment period. So what if it's just that? Now, that's how you choose to look at it. That's my way of choosing to look at it, to study it. This requires some deep work in the sense that you probably really want to dig into your childhood at least a little bit. You ask yourself, who's been saying no to me all the time? Who's been saying, who's been expressing disapproval all the time? It can be your mom, it can be your dad, it can be your grandparents. I just find parents to be the most common. So you look at that. Can you recall a specific circumstance where that thought was planted in your head, right? Just like my personal example of the 98 out of 100 thing. And it happened so many times. And because it happened so many times, it became trauma. Trauma is pretty much just reinforced these same unpleasant experience reinforced so many times and it became a somewhat permanent thing. But remember, it doesn't have to be permanent because the past is the past. Now you look back at it, it's just a thought in your head. Now it's a deep thought. Yeah. It's a pattern. Yeah. But again, it's a thought. You cannot change what's happened, but you can change how you look at it, right? Nobody can change what happened in the past, but you can change how you look at it. If you really study the root of your imposter syndrome and know, oh, that's what happened. And I also encourage you to look deeper than that. Know that it could very likely just be a generational thing. And whoever did that to you, they probably, your parents, let's say, probably your grandparents did the same thing to them. So it's a generational thing. And I want you to study it and tell yourself, I'm so glad I came to this conclusion because perhaps your parents still don't know. Or they know, and then they regret what they did to you in the past, just like mine, right? My parents are regretting that they were too, way too strict with me when, when I was younger. So I just told them, you know, there's no point in regretting because you can't change it. But if we look on the good side, all the experience made me so much stronger. It gave me the independence that I do have now, and it gives me the resilience. So when you really look at it and study it at your trauma, at your imposter syndrome, when you pull yourself out from those memories and observe them from a distance and choose to observe them with, with a loving eye, you're going to find out a lot of good things coming out of it. And you can choose to look at them that way from now on, to look at your past that way from now on. And the first step is to, to celebrate it. This is the most powerful thing I've recently discovered is celebration. You know, we talk about gratitude and of course, gratitude is super important. And I encourage you to, if you have a journaling habit, which I probably will do an episode on that, right? Journaling, write down the things that you're grateful for. Three things you're grateful for every single morning. But celebration even takes that a step further. Celebration, it's not just about, I feel grateful and I take joy in it. It's about, I I take joy in it and I want it to be celebrated in a way that it leaves something in me and probably something in others. Like celebration, there is that public thing. It becomes a little public, more public than just feeling grateful. That's just how I feel about celebration. It's on a bigger scale. There's a ceremony.
ceremonial sense to it. And why celebrating is so important to help you live with imposter syndrome is that most of the times we forget how far we've come along. We forget the results we've achieved. And a lot of the results come in different ways. Some results can come in, for example, I tried 10 times and I failed 10 times and I got up at the 11th time. That deserves a celebration. If you don't consciously choose to look at it that way, you are going to look at the 10 times that you fail and you see yourself as disappointing. Celebration, this habit forces you to look at the results, tangible or untangible. It forces you to look at them and acknowledge them and honor yourself, honor your contribution to this process so that you don't forget how far you've come along. And when you don't forget, you're more likely to access your into your wisdom arsenal. You're more likely to know this is a tool I have. And next time something like this shows up, I know exactly how to do. But this kind of knowledge comes from the celebration, this acknowledgement, this honoring comes from a constant taking inventory of your achievement. And if you grew up in a society, in a culture just like mine, our society does not do that. Our society does not take inventory of achievement. Our society always look at the next thing. And that's that's how imposter syndrome can become so big when you always look at the next thing. Because there's always a gap between where you're at and where you want to go. But then you just got to remember as long as you are alive, there is going to be that want, that desire for most of people. And the gap is always going to be there. So are you going to choose to live that way? Live always with the gap there, knowing that it's always going to be there. And also knowing that the gain is a constant thing. You're always gaining even if it feels like losing. So which one do you choose to look at? That's why celebration is so important. It's a reminder for you to look at the gains, regardless of how small it is. Tell you a story before I hop off. I remember my first time making gingerbread. I was just like, I don't I don't know how to do it. And I bought a lot of ingredients and I just decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And if I fail, I fail. And I told myself, I love failure. I love failure. I love failure. I love failure. As I take the the pan out of the oven because I did not know how it's going to be like. And it turned out to be great. It turned out to be great. Not the best, but pretty good. It was delicious. So I'm just using this as an example of showing you that when you can embrace uncertainty, when you can look at new things with loving eyes and just tell yourself, even if I fail, I'm still going to celebrate it no matter what. I'm going to celebrate my intention. I'm going to celebrate my efforts. I'm going to celebrate being alive. And by celebrating, you you inject a dose of joy in it. And that dose of joy is exactly what you need to push forward to the next step. You really just need that a little bit of joy and belief for you to go through to the next step. So that's my two cents about trauma, imposter syndrome, and how you can handle it is by celebrating. Hope you like this shorty episode. And I certainly will talk more about this topic. Actually, I will be a keynote speaker at Sing Your Heart Song Summit on July 19th. And I would be talking about imposter syndrome and creativity. So please, please, please check it out. Sing Your Heart Song Summit. All right. Until next time, take care and bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. You're now one step closer to having the creative life and career you want. If you would like to deepen the work, go visit coaching.yiqingzhao.com to find out how to work with me. 
or you can hang out with me on Instagram at y i q i n g z h a o one two two two. If you would like to receive a freebie, seven questions to get you unstuck, please subscribe to my newsletter. You will love it. All right, I'll see you next time. In the meantime, take care. Happy creating. Bye.